Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I have only five words for you from my cold, dead hands. It's time for Gun Radio Utah. No apologies. A show dedicated to preserving and protecting your constitutional right to bear arms for your security and sport. Here's your host, well-known gun rights advocate and chairman of the Utah Shooting Sports Council, Clark Aposian. And welcome to Gun Radio Utah. I'm your host, Clark Aposian, sitting across from me, not just figuratively, but more virtually, is Bill Patterson. We are both members of the Utah Shooting Sports Council. And uh, has Post Malone called you back yet? No, yes, I've not received any calls from Post Malone. Post um, Malone was supposed to have called us. We left a message for him. They said they would get he would get right back with us, and he hasn't. So busy, Post, he's a busy guy out there. Yeah, well, I, I, we are, we're all busy. You know, <laughs> we all have, uh, we all have music contracts and and things to do and songs to play. So anyway, um, <laughs> we've got a show for you today. Hey, just so you know, as a not a disclaimer or anything like that, but we are recording this on Thursday morning. Is that right? It is That's, Thursday morning. Thursday. Yep, in the bunker. I lose track of days out here. Yeah, I lose track of days out here because I'm just, you know. Anyway, that's a Thursday problem. morning. That's a good problem. To yeah, have. but it is this week. It is this week. Yes. Uh, and I, I, there was some semblance of normalcy as I was watching the Judge Amy Coney Barrett. You, that does not roll off the tongue. Judge Barrett. ACB. Or Amy. We could say Amy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was watching her confirmation hearings. And oh, my gosh. It's, uh, it, it, it's you almost can write the script for the Democrats before they even it's, say it out loud, what they're going to say. Yeah, it's really funny because, you know, they're they're throwing a lot of fear and uncertainty and doubt saying, oh, your health care is in jeopardy, blah, blah, blah. But then they come full circle back and they'll say, um, well, this is unprecedented. This uh, unprecedented. <laughs> uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln didn't do this. I, he couldn't have done it. But. But here we are trying to do. Well, you know what the deal was with Abraham Lincoln. He had it for sure. He had a for sure Senate and a for sure House. And and he knew that he was going to win that election. He knew it. Absolutely knew it. So he could safely say, yeah, you know what? Let's go ahead and wait till after the election to choose a Supreme Court justice. But it was it was so flat in the bag. Well, and how many yeah. Delta Airlines uh, flights do you have back in those days to bring the senators in to make a vote? That I mean, they had strict yeah. dates and times when they were in session, and so and when they were meeting. Not like it is today, where they just basically live in Washington. So, yeah. Well, it's anyway, fun. yeah. I it's mean, y- you're right. So, um, and and I wish they had a concept of someone keeping, you know, like, like an actual judge there in the Senate to say that question's already been asked and answered, (laughs) move on. Uh, so anyway, and, and you know what, long story short is she was going to be confirmed. I don't care how much chest beating and hand wringing that Booker does 
or Hirono from Hawaii does or or Durban, she's going to be confirmed. Yeah. And the more they do this, the more they look very partisan. Anyway, so a lot has been a, a lot has been said, Bill, about Judge Barrett's Second Amendment record. Correct. But and and everybody is really liking it. And I and I don't want to put a butt in there. there. There's no butt. But no, no, I'm just I, it, 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 it. There's only really been one issue involving the Second Amendment that she has weighed in on. And she did weigh in on it quite heavily uh, in a dissent, a 38 page dissent in a case called Cantor versus Barr. And what 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 the deal was there? It's fairly simple. Cantor was kind of a con man. And he was arrested for selling medical supplies that uh, that he claimed to be approved by Medicare or Medicaid. And anyways, long story short, the feds got him on mail fraud and he spent a year in jail and he was charged and convicted of a felony. And then he had a bunch of um, civil action against him. But anyway, he uh, he spent a year in jail and then he's out and he wanted to go buy a gun. And they said, no, you can't buy a gun. You're a felon. So he took. The, he, he went through district court and then went to the federal court, the Seventh Circuit, where Judge Barrett was was uh, was on. And, you know, the, the claim was this. Hey, um, I, I, I may be a felon, but where in the Second Amendment, where in the Constitution, where in the, you know, in the constitutional laws, does it say that all felons are treated the same? And so Judge Barrett did a ton of research. So she didn't just write her opinion off the cuff. She went and really scoured the historical documents and that and found, quite honestly, that, no, we didn't treat all felonies or all crimes the same as to whether or not you can you can have a gun. And I know we're getting into this first segment without going over everything else. We've got a lot more to talk about today. But... Let me since I went there, I'm just going to go there. Yeah. And and what she said was that there are there are different rights. There are individual rights that were held in 2008 in the Heller decision that the right to keep and bear arms is an individual right. And then there are civic rights, rights like to serve on a jury, rights like to vote. Those are civic rights because it helps everyone else. Well, those civic rights really kind of depend on your your moral turpitude, your you know your your basics. If you're a rotten person, uh, you know they held that maybe you shouldn't be voting, maybe you shouldn't be serving on a jury because you're just a rotten person. But the reason we carry a gun is for an individual reason, for self-defense, or in those days maybe even for hunting, literally putting food on the table, and it's a very individual thing. And they found that, yeah, if you're a violent felon, if you went and killed somebody and then got out of jail, or if you, you know, if you're, you're mentally incompetent, yeah, yeah, then you shouldn't have a gun. But if you got arrested for mail fraud or charged with mail fraud, even though it was a felony, there's nothing in the Constitution, there's nothing interpreted so far in the Bill of Rights that can extend just because it's a felony unless it's a violent, fe- well, it doesn't even say violent felony, but, and so I, I, it, I, I'm not necessarily ready to go there. I am actually kind of ready to go there, but I'm not 
ready to start giving speeches on it. But I find that it's very interesting because what I think it'll do is it will show what the Second Amendment, it will further cement what the Second Amendment is about. It ain't about hunting. It's not about collecting or target shooting or marksmanship. It's about personal, individual self-defense, self-defense of yourself for the individual, for your family, for your neighborhood, your country, if you will. And it if it if what you have done shows that you can't be trusted with a firearm, then okay, then society has said that. But just because you you did some other crimes that would typically be misdemeanors, um, maybe maybe we need to relook at that because after all, that is what the Second Amendment is about: self defense. And do we deny a person a right to self defense after they have? committed a crime and served their time well one of the democratic I, uh senators said that this was this had nothing to do with ar-15s or ak-47s it has all everything to do with muzzle loaders the second amendment <laughs> it did oh you know that's a, almost sounds like something uh uh durbin would say yeah so oh in addition do you see what durbin said durbin went on um and and started bemoaning the state of mississippi as the source of illegal guns in Chicago, again, on the heels of Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, doing the same thing, and blah, 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 Mississippi and Indiana, you're so terrible uh, because you're supplying the guns, because you're such an easy state to get guns in, you're supplying the guns that are causing havoc. Well, and again, I ask, and you know what I ask every time, is that then why isn't Mississippi and Indiana overrun with kind of violence that kind of violence that's there. And in fact, when you look at it, the murders committed in Chicago, the murders committed in Illinois um, are from homegrown guns, not homegrown guns, but guns purchased in in Chicago. And they just did a study. I just, you know, see if I can find it before the end of the show. But the FBI even did a a study and showed that, yeah, it's like something like 1.7% of the guns are coming from, you know, that are used in crimes are coming from India or coming from Indiana or, or Mississippi. So anyway, yeah. Uh, Bill, what do we got? What are we, what are we shooting? Oh, by the way, I found that uh, I had to redo this cause I haven't shot shot shells, you know, out of a pistol in a long time. Oh really? But I'm up on the, I'm up on the North orchard. And, uh, and so I found the need to, to have something that, uh, it, it is more shot shellish. So I tried everything from 22, 38 special and nine mil shot shells. I find that if you are shooting them out of a semi-automatic and, and you folks that use this, do this, know this, um, you won't get it to cycle. Most of the time you won't get it to cycle. So I find rather than having it malfunction, I hold the slide closed when I shoot it. And yeah, a lot of people freak out about that, but no, it's perfectly fine. You hold the slide closed when you shoot it and then you manually work the slide or you use a revolver. But yeah, I would think, uh, and then, uh, then it works. Yeah. I would think you would have your judge out there and, and, uh, the four tens. How come you're not, how come you're not using the judge? You know, I, that'll be next in the rotation. Okay. I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Oh, you know why? No. Because the only thing I have for the judge are slugs and buckshot. And I wanted some bird oh, shot. You want some bird I shot. think that's why. Okay. I just have slugs and buckshot. And I had bird <laughs> shot, but in three inch shells and they won't fit. 
in my judge. Do you have a three-inch judge? You know what? Or? I learned that last year, two years. No, it was last year. I went and bought some shotgun shells, a 410, and I bought three-inch, and I needed two and three-quarter, and I'm like, oh, dang it. Yeah, and so, yeah. I actually and so you know what? I do have a shop. whole bunch of three-inch 410 shells, too, for that same reason. Yeah, the shop was and, really nice because he laughed. He's like, yeah, he goes, I've had that happen before. And I said, well, you should just sell um, two and three-quarter, but. You know what shop it was? Once you get them into the chamber, once you get them into the chamber in the cylinder, um, if you pound them in, it's only, you know, we're only talking about a quarter they inch only or so. hang so. out a little, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you know hey, what shop uh, that you're was? You're going to tell us, we've only got, we've got less than a minute left. Yeah, but, you, the, uh, that shop. When you come back. Yeah, well, that shop that In fact, Bill, you're going to bring us shotgun. in. Okay, I'll do that. That you're going to bring us I, in second segment. You're, you're, this is what happens when we do this remotely. <laughs> what happens? We talk over? Yeah. But I was going to say the uh, shop that uh, sold me those shotgun shells is no longer there. It's that one up there at Bear Lake that got plowed out by a semi-truck. And really, really good uh, sporting goods and, and hunting shops. So hopefully he'll he'll come back and, and I can go see him again. So. But anyway, when we come back, <laughs> we got so much more to cover. Maybe we'll t- we'll cover the topics that we have to cover in this next segment. So you're listening to Gun Radio Utah. We'll be right back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Protecting and preserving your constitutional right to bear arms. It's Gun Radio Utah on Talk Radio 1059 KNRS. Here's your host, Clark Aposian. And welcome back to Gun Radio Utah. Hopefully you're having a lovely, lovely Saturday afternoon. And maybe you're listening to us up on the mountain. Today is the opening day of the Utah Rifle Deer Hunt today. And someone's phone's going off. That could have been my phone. But uh, we're glad to have you with us. And uh, hopefully you'll find this entertaining and enlightening and uh, informative. And Clark, we totally missed this first segment. but. We've got a lot of things to cover today. Yeah, we've got a lot of things to cover, uh, including 20. We have we are up to now with the with this being buying of guns and ammo and concealed carry permits. We're at about 20 million concealed carry permits, you know, the actual cards uh, across the United States. And that doesn't even include all the folks that are legally concealing their their self-defense firearm under constitutional standards or common sense carry constitutional carry. Uh, we're going to talk about a uh, Rossi recall, and I think maybe I, I I could be wrong, but I think they're owned by Taurus. But there was a recall of that. A guy goes on vacation to Florida from Florida, goes to Disneyland in Florida, and he brings along something that he gets in trouble with. And I want to ask, I want to ask the listeners, would you do the same? Because I think I might. There was a oh, there was a study done, classic. Okay, you know all the hullabaloo and hand wringing and and hair pulling and clothes renting, so to speak, about 
18 year olds buying uh, rifles and uh, 18 to 20 year olds being able to possess a handgun, even though they couldn't legally buy one from a dealer and 18 to 20 year olds being able to buy a handgun from a private party, all this kind of, you know, detrius is what I call it. <laughs> and uh, they did a study on that to see in the states, the six or so states that in uh, that that did that. Did it did it reduce crime? Wait till you hear about what the study said. Anyway, uh, SHOT Show. If you're going to SHOT Show, you can sign up now. There is going to be a SHOT Show, and you can sign up now. And But it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit different. And, Bill, I want to ask your thoughts on their on what they're what they're doing. If we have time, I really wanted to get into buying a gun online and mailing a gun. Okay. To another person in state, out of state, kind of some of the some of the rules, some of the regulations on that. And oh, Michigan, you know, Michigan, they just had their governor that was attempted to be kidnapped, supposedly. And there's even there's another page to that story as well. And can you carry a gun into the Michigan Capitol? So, uh, you know, anyway, so we're going to talk about that and more. So what uh, what should we talk about here? Well, one thing is that we have crime continues to be at a low. Crime continues to be at a low in the United States. And, but yet we have so many more people buying guns. Now, a lot of that is attributed to people like Bill Pedersen, <laughs> who has many guns and then goes and buys another gun. In fact, you were just talking literally in our I'm pre-talk yeah, stuff here that you're going to want to buy another gun. Yeah. I'm Good have, for you. I'm having a hard and time what is, finding what is that this. gun? Yeah, I want a P, I want a, the Saint PDW. The Saint PDW. Yeah, and for those AR that don't know, that's the small little the personal brace. defense weapon. Yeah. And what caliber is that in? That's five, in five five, five six, six or yep. yeah, five five six five five seven. I think they're coming out with a three oh eight blackout. Or uh, not a three. Okay, so I have I have a little short barreled three oh eight. Uh -huh. And let me tell you, the muzzle blast out of that thing will cook your breakfast. That's so kind of right I'm, there. Yeah, I think that's why they yeah. recalled them. So <laughs> it is. It is a hideous. Well, that's what you get with a short barrel. I think it's a 10, 12 inch 308, and it will. It, yeah, shooting it at night is is more of a fireworks than it is a shooting experience. So then, <laughs> uh, so we've got that. So we've got twenty million though. So uh, so some of those new gun purchases are from brand new. In fact, we've never seen more new buyers buy, buy a poll buying guns. And these people are not buying rifles necessarily. If they are, they're buying AR-15s and AKs, but they're buying a lot of handguns out there and they're, they make no apologies. It's for self-defense. And why did they have this epiphany? Why do they have this need for self-defense? Because of lawlessness in the blue states. So anyway, that's just the way it is. I said it, I, and I don't apologize for it. Uh, Rossi, you know, the Rossi handguns, they, uh, they have a recall. So check, in fact, get in there quick, because October 22nd is the last day to become part of a, a class action lawsuit. But essentially, even if you do that, you're going to get your gun repaired and cleaned and get a $50 inconvenience fee. But get it in there by October 22nd. Just type in Rossi Recall. And I think Taurus owns them. But apparently what happened was their drop safe 
their their function that they have usually it's a transfer bar or a trigger disconnect um or a firing pin disconnect with the trigger uh, wasn't working didn't work so that when you dropped it and if it dropped it on the hammer spur the gun would discharge if there was a round in the in the firing position but the way the uh, report read it was like even if you were just handling the gun it would go off it and i'm like okay <laughs> hang on there back that up it doesn't happen if you're just handling the gun if you drop it so quick idea if you have a rossi and you use a rossi every day don't drop it and then send it in and get it fixed but stop dropping your gun what the heck that's funny uh <laughs> guy goes on vacation guy goes on vacation with his family he's from uh i don't know somewhere in florida i don't know clearwater i don't know if that's is that a, is that a place anyway so so he goes on vacation and the and he goes to disneyland with his family yeah and apparently one of the baggage handler people there at disneyland you know the 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 valets or whatever picks up the bag and notices that it was heavy and alerts staff and then they find out one way or the other that he's got an ar-15 and a nine mil handgun and he's not a felon he has a concealed carry permit on top of that. The police were called. He was not arrested. The guns were not, well, the guns were not confiscated, but the guns, one gun was held in the safe, in the hotel safe at the, at the Disneyland Resort Hotel that he was staying at. And the rifle, because it wouldn't fit in the safe, was at the outdoor, it was being held in a locker at the Outdoor Adventures place where apparently they have other rifles in case the animals go berserk. So, <laughs> but, but we're, we're talking, there's a lot of hand wringing over there at Disney. And, and, and so I, my question then is what happens if something does happen and the guy doesn't, and it isn't armed because yeah, when I go on vacation, I do not disarm myself. You take, um, your especially they've had some serious riots down there in, in florida all right we're running out of time in this segment like we always do but when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about sportsman's warehouse and why you should go there to get your gun fixed and uh we're going to talk more about shot show buying a gun online and carrying a gun into the michigan capital so stay tuned we'll be right back we're not just going to let you walk out of here who's we sucker smith and wesson and me. Gun Radio Utah is back. Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Here's your host, Clark Capotion. And welcome back to Gun Radio Utah. There are no apologies. I am here with my host, Bill Patterson, sitting figured or sitting virtually right sitting. across from me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, I could see on the video. Yeah. So, in fact, see, that's me waving. Anyway. Uh, uh, so we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a good long segment to do it in. But let me tell you about, uh, so I just picked up a couple guns that uh, were being worked on over at the gunsmith at Sportsman's Warehouse. Very happy. They kept me informed. They, In fact, they called me and they said, because uh, I was having one gun Cerakoted, and, and they asked me some questions about what I wanted on that, gave me some other options, and it was it was just great. And they, you know, when, obviously when they Cerakote the gun, they've got to take it all apart. If they find any problems with it, they're going to let you know, too. And then they Cerakote and put it all back together for you. It's really nice. But uh, if you can, it's not just Cerakoting. You can get engraving. You can get bluing. You can get your stocks redone, barrel and action work. 
let's say you've got a, uh, a rifle that you want to change calibers, change cartridge, uh, so that it can shoot a little different. They can, they can take care of that for you. They can put on muzzle brakes. Uh, they can, I mean, you name it. They are a full, full service gunsmith and they can get it done for you, especially even cleaning. You don't have that. They'll inspect your gun. So go take your gun. You can take your gun right over to their location at 1630 South 5070 West. I had to crane around to see what the actual address was <laughs> in Salt Lake City. You can give them a call at 304-801-304-8070. That's 801-304-8070 or easier. Just take it into any of the over 105 Sportsman's Warehouse in Sportsman's Warehouse locations in the United States and tell them, get this over to the gunsmith. Anyway, so you'll be happy you did. You probably got, you know, you've got a gun in, in the, in, in your safe or somewhere, wherever you keep your guns that your spouse messed with and now broke it. So, right, Bill? That's right. I never tried to. Yeah, that's my wife, right. Though. That's right. <laughs> um, so there was a study. I got to pull the study up and because it was a great study. And of course, now I, I have to, so bear with me here. Uh, it was, it was a study that said, well, you know what? We're going to go into this Michigan. Uh, you can carry a gun into the Michigan Capitol. So what do you think about that? You think that's a good idea or a bad idea? I I'll think... tell you what, we've been doing it in Utah for, as in like forever. If you have a concealed carry permit, you can conceal a firearm into the state Capitol and wander around there. If you don't have one, you can openly carry a firearm into the Utah state Capitol. Another word for the Utah state Capitol or all of these Capitol buildings where the legislature meets is called the people's house. In fact, sitting above in, in the house chamber above the speaker is Vox Populi, which means voice of the people. It's your house folks. Anyway. So the, uh, a bunch of hand winging bedwetters in the Michigan Capitol, including the democratic elected officials uh, or, or, or representatives, as well as the Democratic staffers, notice no Republicans are doing this, said that they are afraid. They are afraid of people being able to carry guns into the Capitol. Have they had any instances? That would be no. They haven't had any instances of people bringing a gun in and causing problems, at least. So they're talking about it from a workplace environment. Well, so so I guess I'm I'm wondering is that they don't want to see the guns because it makes them afraid and it it kind of highlights in their own mind their vulnerability. But is it the gun that they can see is that what they're worried about or should they more appropriately be worried about the gun they cannot see with the, you know, carried by a person with the mind of something to do something wrong. How are you going to stop that? You can't. Now, I guess you could put up metal detectors and that, but yeah. um, is that the way you want your house? So anyway, so then they got into it and they're trying to even get the Michigan division of OSHA or the Michigan, the, the state version of OSHA involved by saying that they're creating a, 
unhealthy, unsafe work environment. Mm -hmm. So I would say this, if I were the OSHA person there, I would say, well, you know, how many instances have you had? How many workplace things we had in the state capital where that's been a problem? And wouldn't it be actually better as the stats show to have people that are legitimately and rightfully armed? So the other question I had is knowing how the Democrats operate in both the U.S. House and different houses across the country, they're going to try to disarm the public. But I'll bet you anything they write into that legislation that they can carry a gun when their staff can carry a gun if they want to. Oh, of course. So, okay, Bill, that was me. That was that was me on that big tone there. Did you hear that big tone? Oh, I heard that. Yeah. It's like hopefully our listeners didn't blow some speakers there. So. Oh, there we go. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) There I am talking. Oh, my gosh. That's so loud. Why is that doing that? That is so loud. Anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if you could hear that. So it's uh, that's the joys of working from your remote broadcast cave. All <laughs> right, so that's that. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Michigan for you. And SHOT Show. Did you hear about SHOT Show, what they're going to do? I can't wait so Shot Show. Show. Well, so I'm going to go ahead. I, you know, I, I, I was thinking I was going to be out of the country, but I may be able to either just before, just after that leave and so SHOT Show is the Shooting Hunting Outdoor Trade Association show that, no, most people can't go to. And you've got to be in the industry one way or the other. And somehow they have said that I'm in the industry, so I get to go. And um, and my employees can go. So, But otherwise... They make it a big point to say you cannot, it's not open to the general public and it's not. And they really do. They check, they check, uh, you know, they check everything to make sure that you are, you know, actually in there. You've got to provide, you know, like an FFL or you've got to provide, you know, different documentation before they will approve your registration to get in and your employees too. You can't just say, well, this is my employee. You've got to provide proof that they're an employee anyway. So, the CES now CES is the consumer electronics show. Correct. That's even bigger. I mean, yeah. that's, we think shot show is big. How much bigger would you say CES is bill? That's big. Cause I go to CES. I don't know if I'm going to go this year, but, uh, cause I haven't heard. Anything it's not, on it. I, I think they closed it. Yeah, I don't I think they, they're, they're not going to have yeah. it. And so it's interesting because shot show now gets to start setting up at the, uh, in the time that CES would have been oh, in there because CES okay. is always right yeah, before right shot before show. Shot. Yeah. So, so they're going to be, uh, they're going to be able to, they don't have to move around on the nerd people. So, uh, <laughs> they, they've, they've got that. So what they're going to do is if you imagine it, it's like a gun show where you can't really buy anything, but you can look at all, especially all the new stuff, all the manufacturers of guns, ammo, gun related things, clothing, equipment. I mean, you name it. I don't know how many things. 
hundreds of thousands of square feet, but it is enormous. I mean, I spend four days there and I still, I still don't see everything. Uh, I have to kind of really kind of map out my day each day as to which booths I'm going to go to and look at. So I don't know how many people they get there. Do you have any idea how many people that, I mean, is it, is it a hundred thousand? Is it 200, 300, 400,000 people? Um, I remember looking at the numbers on that uh, not long ago. I might, uh, I know it's a lot. Um, yeah. Because it's like a little but, city, and, a city in a city. Uh, that's what I call it. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, what they're going to do this year is they're going to just kind of like they do at the grocery store, have different aisles that have different directions or, you know, one direction per aisle. That doesn't work. And then the next aisle over, what's that? That doesn't work. Well, they're, they're trying, Bill. Well, you know what, what gets me is they ought to have people coming by. And if you stop in the middle of the freaking aisle and you gather a crowd and you're talking to all your friends right in the middle of the aisle and everybody has to go around you, one, we should be allowed to push you out of the way <laughs> or two, they should yank your credentials and send you and, and make you leave. It just gets me. I mean, it's as bad as baby strollers in, in, you know, when you're walking through. Well, there. Now some I just of those hallways, the, the the aisles are extremely packed. I mean, it's like yeah, um, in front of some of these booths, you know, and if they've got some special uh, individual guest that's coming to sign autographs or something like that or do a speech, it even gets crazier. So I don't know how they're going to be able to enforce that, um, but... They can't enforce it at Smith, so I don't think they're going to be able to enforce it at Shot. Well, with Smiths, you don't have to be a member to be there or anything like that. They could just say, and and I'm sure that they'll have this in the provision somewhere, that your credential is the only thing that allows you to be there on the floor, and they have the right to yank your credential, maybe. Yeah. And um, I do this at Smith's yeah. all the time. So, the Klondikes are at the very one end at the store, and and I go in the opposite direction. I get people to look at me. I grab my Klondikes and I get out. So, People are looking at you for other reasons, Bill. That's anyway, <laughs> moving on. So that's the SHOT Show. Um, and and so I think, you know, even if I'm not able to, because I thought I was going to be out of town, I think I'm going to go ahead and sign up for it and and pay that. The registration fee isn't that much right now. So uh, just in case. So, so if um, I go with you as an employee, do I finally get paid? <laughs> uh bill if i hire you and then yeah i guess there there and and pay pay or salary for work performed is a subjective type of thing so yeah. anyway i'll do all work. right have you ever wanted to you know what i don't know if we have enough time in that uh i w did want to go over a nevada man and they say he's a nevada man i don't know if he's a nevada resident but he's a nevada man and this story hit uh, last night or the night before that he bought something like 300 guns I don't know, somewhere oh around my. 300 guns including uh ars uh, other long guns and 147 glocks something like that and then apparently would take them back to los A or las vegas and sell them and then they had the FBI tracks a gun when it transfers in the time to crime, like how long until that gun 
ends up in a crime. And so they have found uh, half a dozen of these guns ending up in crime scenes, in murders, all the way from California into into uh, um, uh, Las, or Las Vegas and that area around there. But my question is, he was buying these from legitimate FFLs, from legitimate stores that we know and we shop at, and you know a variety of them. And when you buy more than one gun, the especially handguns, you uh, the the FFL, whether you know it or not, is required and does send in a notice to the ATF saying a it's a it's a report of a multiple firearm purchase and basically what they do with that is if you buy two guns or three guns it's not going to be that big of a deal but what they're looking for is trends to see if is this person buying guns and that you know what's the trend so they found this guy buying you know like hundreds of guns and then there was a report that he was trafficking them in nevada but my question is this bill he was buying rifles and handguns and he was doing so in Utah, but they say he was a Nevada man. You can't do that. There's something yeah, part of the story fishy. that's not quite right because, yeah, I can go to Nevada and I can buy a rifle, but I can't buy a handgun unless I have it shipped to my dealer there. Now, is, my, is our time up? Yep. We are. Looks like our time is up. All right. When we come back, we will be, uh, we'll, we'll talk about a few more things. And sorry, I went late on that one, Bill. All right. When we come back on Gun Radio Utah, stay tuned. Welcome back to Gun Radio Utah with Clark Capotion on Talk Radio 1059 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. And welcome back to Gun Radio Utah. This is our Fast and Furious last segment of the show. So remember, you can always get this on podcast if you miss something, if you went out to uh, the kitchen for some popcorn or um, anyway. So, we're you know, the, the thing is with Gun Radio Utah, there are no apologies. And this is kind of our radio show. We're both members of the Utah Shooting Sports Council. Bill, tell them what that is. The Utah Shooting Sports Council is a grassroots organization here in Utah. That works on works with our legislators, our representatives on local gun issues, and so we're going to be coming up into uh, a new uh, session here in January, which is interesting because I noticed on my voter card that they may want to change those dates arbitrarily uh, based on legislation votes. Uh, but to get more information and to know more what's going on with uh, Utah gun laws and and how you can be more actively involved. All you have to do is go to utahshootingsportscouncil.org. I know it's a long name, but utahshootingsportscouncil.org and sign up for our email alerts. At a minimum, you'll stay in tuned and we will provide information how to contact your representative at times when we need you to reach out and say, hey, we would like a vote on this or we would not like you to vote on this uh, bill. And uh, you can be actively involved in making your voice heard in our local legislation. And uh, uh, it's always a great way to kind of know. I mean, things happen. We, I think, Clark, uh, typically I tell people we, uh, we work on about 12 to 15 bills a year, whether they're pro-gun or anti-gun bills. But it is that important to have your voice heard uh, up on the Hill. Yeah, it. It's, it didn't used to be that many bills, but now, I mean, we may easily, depending on how the election goes, we could easily get into 20, 25 bills. 
Now, and you want to hear something very interesting? I heard a rumor from one of our Utah Shooting Sports Council members that Representative Steve Handy is not going to run his red flag bill. No, I've, I've talked with Representative Handy, and uh, I, I, from, from what uh, I can't give an exact quote, but from what it sounded like that he's, he's done with that, he just doesn't get the support. Um, so he's, he's not going to run it. Yay. That's a good, oh. that's good news. So, but yeah. that's how, that's All how right. as a so, member you can get involved in and provide great feedback and great information to your local representatives. So. All right. So, uh, we've just got a few minutes left and I want to talk about, there's a study that was done, um, regarding the gun laws in Massachusetts, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, and Wyoming, of all places, in which case, in, in from 95 to 2017, they dropped the age, or not dropped the age, they increased the age to buy handguns and rifles. And they basically made it so you've got to be 21 years of age to buy, under federal law, you've got to be 21 to buy a handgun from a dealer, but you can be 18 to 20 and buy a handgun in under federal law from just a private party, if that state allows that. And then for rifles, you can be, under federal law, you can be 18 for long guns, uh, shotguns and rifles. You can be 18 to buy it even from a dealer or a private party. And then to possess a handgun in most states, you can be 18. Whether you can purchase it or not is is another thing, but you can at least be 18. But what they did is they looked at those states, uh, Massachusetts, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, and Wyoming. And Wyoming was kind of like, really? I didn't realize Wyoming did that. But anyway, and they wanted to say, and, and these states all changed their laws. So they went from the federal standard to their new standard of you've got to be 21 and you can only buy from a dealer uh, to buy a handgun or a long gun. And they want to say, because, you know, crime, crime in that age group. All right. So crime in that age group. I know there was a little hiccup right there, but don't worry about that. All right. So they wanted to find out why does my computer make so many noises? So they wanted to find out, does crime, um, because they implemented the stricter minimum age laws for purchase and possession, is it associated with lower rates of firearm violence? and firearm homicides perpetrated by those people in that age group. And what did they find, Bill? They found bupkis. They found that the laws in every one of those states that they were, that they were clamoring to get passed did absolutely nothing, not one thing. So I have many questions about the study. I went to download the entire study, and they wanted, me to, they wanted to charge me $35 to download the study. <laughs> But because uh, I guess I'm not an academic or something like that. But anyway, uh, so they found that, you know, because they wanted to evaluate whether the state laws that raise the minimum age to purchase and possess a handgun or rifles were associated with any lower rates and between that. And they found nothing, nothing. And they analyzed data from January 1st, 95 to December 31st, 2017. Why are we not surprised oh, by that? I mean, really? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Hey, if you are, I, I wanted to just get into this real quick, but I don't have, uh, we don't have a lot of time here about, minute, about a minute. Yeah. Okay. We've lost Clark out in Vernal. I'm sure Vernal will be checking back in here shortly. And, uh, yeah, that's what happens when we do these, uh, bunker house radio shows. Sometimes they just don't work. Actually, they work really well. It's just, we get these little 
little problems that happen. But hopefully, you know, as we wrap up, um, we've got a great show for next week. Uh, we've got Burgess Owens, candidate that's running for uh, uh, House of Representatives against uh, uh, Ben McAdams. And I'll tell you, we've got him in for the show next week, and we're going to be talking about a lot of things. So if you haven't cast your vote, we're going to have a great show next week. Um, be able to have a chance to call in and ask him questions as well also. So enjoy your day. Um, have a great hunting season this weekend. Hopefully your bag tags are filled. Uh, make sure you clean up after yourself. Take a family member out. Take a friend out. Take them shooting. Uh, it's a great, great sport and a very, uh, very thankful opportunity that we have uh, with our Second Amendment rights. We'll be back next week on Gun Radio Utah. Take care, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.